guys, what's up? How are you doing? Welcome back to the Hey Mom, Why Did No One Tell Me podcast. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'm super excited you're here. And today I wanted to sort of talk about my personal reflection of 2020 and some goals I have for 2021. I originally wanted to do like a 2021 resolutions um, episode, but then I decided eh, I like I like goals better. Goals just sort of I don't know. It just felt um, felt better than resolutions. So that is what we will be talking about today. So let's dive right in. Um, let's talk about um, 2020 and sort of reflect on it. Um, so I know obviously the big thing that happened to everyone in 2020 was the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, I don't want to harp too much on that just because we all have experienced it's all affected our lives in one way or another. And I want this episode to be sort of um, just a look back on someone's, you know, an average person's life um, during a year that was very um, unconventional. (laughs) So I have a little list here and I guess I'll just go through everything that I wrote down. So what happened to me in 2020? So um, the big thing I would say that happened right in the beginning of the year um, in February was that I moved. And I had been living about 10-15 minutes away from where I live now. Um, There was nothing really wrong with where I was living. My roommates were fine. Um, The house that I was living at, the neighborhood was... It it was okay. It wasn't necessarily like my style. Um, But I just realized I wasn't super happy there. And I think that I'm gonna do sort of a whole episode at some point about like my experiences with that. So stay tuned, that's coming. Um, But that was the big thing. I moved and I am here, you know, all these months later, 10 months later, and um, I really like where I live. It's really great. Um, I'm close enough to Um, where I work. I mean, right now I'm working from home, so I mean, that doesn't really matter. But when I did move at the time and before we knew we would all be working from home pretty much indefinitely, um, I was close. It was a lot closer to my job than my old, um, my old, uh, house. Um, it was, I don't want to say closer to public transit, but it was just a lot better for me to get to, like, the, um, the, the train that we have here in Washington, D.C., like the area, um, it's called the Metro, so it was really easy for me to access public transit. Again, not that I've been on public transit for months, I've just sort of been driving everywhere. Not that I've been driving anywhere either, except for the grocery store, um, and to see my parents every now and again. Um, but... Yes, I moved and I'm super happy with that um, decision. And um, also really early on in 2020, um, I had sort of a big change in my personal life. I had actually sort of come out of a, I don't wanna say a 
failed relationship because there really was no relationship to begin with, but I was sort of like figuring my way out of a potential relationship that didn't end up happening, but I did end up finding, um, finding and meeting um, my boyfriend who I am currently in a very happy relationship with right now. So 2020, like in the beginning, um, I didn't know that was going to happen, that I was going to meet him and we were going to like click so well. So that's um, pretty awesome um, with him being in my life. Um, let's see. I dove more into my career. So for those of you who might be new, um, I am, in addition to having my own business and, and this podcast, I am an actor. I am a theater actor, musical theater, that's like my thing. Sadly, um, that's not really happening right now, I'll talk more about that in a second. Um, but in 2020, in the beginning, I decided to dive headfirst into my career, um, sort of that time of year, uh, February, March-ish, that's like audition, we call it audition season. And that's when auditions are like popping up everywhere at the theaters um, and you know you're just auditioning a lot <laughs> um, so that sort of leads into my next sort of thing that happened um, the theater industry got shut down due to COVID and I kind of remember it it almost like everything just flipped over like flipped um, to the opposite side overnight I remember that I had probably like the week before, the week, like two weeks before, I had been to maybe um, two or three different auditions within like a week and a half. Um, I had been submitting things online for a ton of things and ton of projects and shows. And then I remember when the first reports of COVID sort of came out, especially like when it had come to the United States, everything in the theater industry at least um, in my area, just kind of like stopped. Um, audition, like in-person auditions were not held. Auditions were pretty much not happening. There was, I did one audition that was online um, and we ended up actually, I submitted like a video of me singing and dancing. And then um, I think around mid-July, I think, they were sort of like, hey, we're not really sure what's going to happen like for the rest of the year or next spring, so we're just gonna have to put this on hold, which was really sad because I was really excited about that audition. Um, but yeah, the um, theater industry, the arts industry, like many industries, took a really, really hard hit. And um, yeah, we're still um, fighting to keep um, everything open. Um, and keep everything running when we are able to safely gather and do shows again. So it was kind of kind of unfortunate that earlier in the year I was just you know going so full speed ahead, full force, and everything just kind of like stopped. Um, but I also recognize that happened to a lot of people, and a lot of people are you know in my. Um, are in my place as well and we're just sort of floating around in this limbo of we don't know what's going to happen next and it's not just with the performing arts industry it's with a ton of industries so i think a lot of us um have experienced that um 
I will say that because the theater industry and in-person productions and shows cannot happen right now, um, it sort of pushed me to branch out a little more. Um, I sort of stuck to acting and performing, um, but then with everything sort of popping up online and I had a bit more time, well not a bit, I had like a ton more time on my hands, um, I sort of branched out into writing. And I've always really enjoyed writing. Um, I have, I would say, like, ten unfinished, like, novels, like, parts of novels um, on my computer. So I've always enjoyed, like, novel writing, storytelling, um, and just being able to create and build something really cool out of, like, my mind. So I decided to do a bit more, um, or sort of not a bit more, but sort of branch into some writing, and I really like it. And um, I'm trying to sort of dip my toes further in to writing plays and telling stories that way. Um, so that was probably, I wouldn't say like the biggest thing that happened, during, um, you know, when we were all sort of like, had to stay at home, but it definitely was really big for me creatively. Um, I also became a lot more socially aware of what's going on in the world. Um, I would say that I've always been pretty socially aware of the things going on in our country. Um, I would say that with everything coming to light in June this past year um, when the Black Lives Matter movement really took off with the murder of George, of George Floyd. Um, I would say that with the Black Lives Matter movement really taking off, um, which was caused by the murder of George Floyd earlier in the summer, that really that really sort of changed my view of how ev of how everything was sort of operating and how that was being addressed to the world or how the world was sort of looking at it and i've always been aware of um you know racism um aware of just like police brutality and you know, I've always been aware of racism and just sort of everything that the Black Lives Matter movement is trying to bring awareness to, um, but I would say that for me, when all that sort of happened in June, especially living in, you know, living in the Washington DC area, like our nation's capital, like we had huge huge peaceful protests in March and it was just incredible to see that many people coming together for a single cause to stand up against racism and to say no like we will not accept that this happened and this is not okay in this country in 2020. That was so impactful um, seeing it being there um, seeing it, you know, play out, being around other people who also held the same ideas and beliefs. It was, it was really powerful. And I would say that was around the time when 
you know, I really became more socially aware and involved and really, you know, tried, put in a lot of effort to better understand what was going on. Um, so I do credit the, um, the Black Lives Matter movement in helping me just become more aware of what's going on in the world and that I need to pay attention to, to certain things. Um, so that's hap that's what happened sort of like mid-year. Um, not a lot of that, not a lot happened after, um, after that, I would say, until probably September, yeah, September. Um, in September, I finally just said, you know, screw it, I'm gonna start my own business, and I enrolled in a program it was Kathy Heller's made to do this program for 12 weeks and it helped me get my business um, up and running. And with the tools that I learned from there, I feel a lot more confident in going forward in my business and I'm hoping that that business will um, start supporting me in 2021 because I think that would be really awesome. Um, and then... Oh, I decided to start this podcast this year in 2020. You'll you'll be listening to this in January of 2021. I am recording this in December of 2020. So I decided to start the podcast this year and really just like do it and not play small and just like, you know, get it out there, which I'm super excited for. And um, I started believing and um, investing in myself more. And I mean that from a standpoint of believing that I could do the things I wanted to do, um, taking the appropriate steps and invest, if I needed to invest a little bit of, you know, money into making sure I could better myself, then I started doing that. Um, it's still hard for me to invest money in myself or spend any sort of money on myself, um, but I started and um, yeah, it's becoming a little less scary. Still scary, but a little less so. <laughs> Um, so those are all sort of like the big things that happened to me. Um, there were a ton of things, you know, since we were sort of in, like, we were stay-at-home orders for a while. Um, there, there really isn't much I do beyond going to the grocery store and going to see my parents. So I spend a lot of time at home and I've um, sort of looked back and um, made a list of the things that sort of kept me entertained during all of this. Um, so I'm going to start off with some books. So I know I need to read more books, <laughs> um, but I did read a few during, um, during this year that I really enjoyed. Um, I finally got around to, re to reading Crazy Rich Asians, which is what the movie is based off of. I haven't watched the movie yet, but that's on my list of movies to watch. And I have to say, I was a lot um, more into it towards the end, and then I like finished it. I was like, oh, there are two more books, well, I have to get those two more books. And then I stopped myself and I said, no, you need to finish all of the books you currently have. <laughs> so that was probably, um, that was a great book that I read. I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson, and that was a fantastic book too. Um, it's all about sort of how to live a good life 
but sort of in the way he tells it is very um it's very like I don't want to say brash but it's like it's very to the point so I really enjoyed that and right now I am reading um The Defining Decade Why Your 20s Matter um and I know there's like more to that title. I can't remember right now. Oh, here it is. It is The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the Most of Them by Meg J. And she is a PhD. So I'm not even really that far into it, um, but I am hopefully going to be finishing that sometime soon. I've been enjoying what I've been reading so far. Um, so that's pretty cool. And... Um, yeah, honestly, like, I, I read a few more books, but those were the ones that, like, really stood out to me and the one I'm currently reading, so those have been really fun to go through. Um, TV shows, then, um, movies, I don't know, like, I have this thing, and this is TV shows too, I really like the 20-minute comedies. Um, for some reason, like, the 40-minute, like, shows that would take up like an hour on like regular TV. I don't know, something about those. I just sitting, I don't know, sitting still for that long and like dedicating like my energy to just watching this TV show for 40 minutes. I don't know, something about that. My brain just doesn't like, it doesn't work. And that's how it's always been. Um, even when I was in college, I would really like the 20 minute um, TV shows because that's about how long it would take me to eat my lunch. So I'd be able to eat and watch a TV show and then get back to my work. Um, but a list of some of the shows that I watched and loved this, um, this year were, so I watched Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, and if you haven't heard of those, um, if you haven't heard of those shows, um, so Avatar The Last Airbender was the first one, and it was released, I would say, in the mid, like, 2000s. And then Legend of Korra was released, I think, in like 2012 and was on from 2012 to 2014. So if you want to watch those like chronologically, um, it would be Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. And the cool thing about this is that both of those TV shows are on, um, are on Netflix. And um, just to give you a brief overview about what they are, so Avatar The Last Airbender is about, um, it takes place in this world where there are four nations and each nation has certain people, not all the, not everyone, but some people have the abilities to control certain elements. So there's the um, fire nation and they have fire benders so they can, can, they can like, you know, bend and control fire. Um, well, some people can. There's um, the northern and southern water tribes. Um, they have waterbenders. They have there are the there's the Earth Kingdom that has earthbenders and the air nomads, which are airbenders. And so there's like four different nations, and then each nation has their own um, specific type of bending that they can do. And it sort of follows this um, this person who is the avatar, who is the only person who can bend all four elements. And the cool thing about Avatar The Last Airbender is that it tells the story of um, the Avatar's journey at that point in time to defeat 
the Fire Lord, who has been the main antagonist. Um, basically, the world has been at war with the Fire Nation for the past hundred years. Um, everything is explained in the first episode's like intro, so I won't give too much away, but I love the show. Um, so I wanted to sort of just give you guys a little glimpse into what it is. And then Legend of Korra follows um, the Avatar after um, after the Avatar in the first series. So every time the Avatar um, in the first series, his name is Aang, so every time um, an Avatar dies, they're reincarnated into another Avatar that's next in like the elemental cycle. And so The Legend of Korra follows the Avatar 70 years after the events of the first series. So two different really, two really different shows. Um, so I'm just going to tell you that now. I'll let you form your opinions later. Um, that's a great show. Uh, great shows, I should say. And then I watched Schitt's Creek um, beginning to end. I actually started watching this after like the Emmys. And I'd always wanted to watch it because everyone was saying how awesome and amazing it was. Um, and then I had, I, I had been on my list of things to watch, and then I saw that it just like swept the Emmys this year. I was like, okay, it's time to time to watch this. All six seasons are on Netflix. Um, and I I have to say, the first two, like episode or two, it was just so I don't know, maybe because I wasn't super into it. Where I didn't really understand like what was going on. I was like, eh, I don't know if this is for me. But then as I watched more of it, um, I was like hooked and I got through this, I, I think I got through the last season in like a day. Um, it was like a Sunday or something. So really awesome show. And then I also watched The Good Place. Um, that is another show that... I sort of watched the first three seasons sort of spread out and then the fourth season was released on Netflix and I'm pretty sure that like the week it was released I watched the entire last season again so and I'm not like a big binge TV watcher so if I like binge an entire season like I know that's like pretty awesome um, let's see oh and I also watched the Queen's Gambit. So if you haven't heard The Queen's Gambit, that's the one. It's a miniseries on Netflix. It's about an it's about an orphan that learns to um, that learns to play chess, and she ends up being this prodigy. And I really like it um, for a number of reasons. I grew up playing chess. I can't play it as well as they can in the film, or not the film, but in the in the show. But um, I really enjoyed just like watching it. It renewed my interest in chess. And I just liked that, you know, the protagonist was this underdog female and she ended up beating like all these like men at their own game when they doubted her. So I loved that. And those are, um, those are the only like, uh, shows I have on my list here. There's, there's more, but those are the ones that are, that come to mind. Um, let's see, I have music. So I... I like listening to music. I'm not like, like I don't have Spotify premium or anything. So I just sort of like listen to music as I feel like listening to it. Like I'll listen to it on YouTube or something. Um, but the two albums that I was super excited about for this year were Folklore and Evermore by Taylor Swift. 
and a lot of people like to tease me about this and it's like you know all in good fun um but i love taylor swift i have listened to her music since her first cd released back in i think 2008 is when it was released so i have listened to her music i think she is a great um storyteller and lyricist and you know i've really so i've um I haven't listened to Evermore nearly as much as I thought I would be, and that's just due to like the end of the year, holidays, everything's like really picking up. Um, so I'm listening to that like a little bit more now, but I'll definitely listen to it once everything like slows down. Um, and then let's see. Oh, so some I sort of like. Um, decided to be a bit more active in um, during this time, as I'm sure a lot of us have. I've started walking more consistently. Um, I've been I've been biking, and um, I've always liked biking. But growing up where I was, there weren't really any trails, and now I do have access to a trail. So um, sometimes I'll go bike that, and I actually biked it yesterday. And it was the first time I had done that, like, actually biked, um, like, up a hill. Not, it wasn't even, like, a big hill, but it was, like, a steady incline. I haven't done that for a while, so my legs were, like, jello yesterday. Um, they're better now. I'm still feeling a little jello-y, but, uh, I'm sure it'll get better. And then, um... Yeah, I, oh, I also started doing, um, or playing more tennis, and I, um, I play that with my boyfriend, and he is a lot better than I am. He says that I'm getting better. Um, I guess that's true. I don't really know. I'll take his word for it. Um, but I'm really excited to play more tennis when it gets warmer out. Um, so yeah, those are all, like, the sports, athletics activities I've sort of picked up this year. And this one's kind of random, um, but I, so I have a Nintendo Switch, and I know like the big game that everyone played this year was like the Animal Crossing game. I tried playing Animal Crossing, I tried playing New Leaf for the Nintendo DS a while ago. I still have the game. I don't know. It just, it wasn't for me. Um, maybe I need to like play it again, but I know everyone's been playing that and they've been loving it, so maybe I'll be trying it again sometime. But I have been playing on the Nintendo Switch Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I've been a fan of the Fire Emblem series since like, since I was a freshman in college, so 2014. So I've been a fan for like six years now. I love the storytelling. I love the, um, the character design, the gameplay. It's like a tactical game. So everything about it has been super exciting and, um, I've, for this particular game, there are like three different like stories you can play. I've done two of the three. I'm working on the third one right now. So hopefully um, another Fire Emblem game comes out soon because that also, especially in like the March, April time of quarantine, I was just playing that like nonstop. It was crazy the amount of hours I was logging on, in on that game. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's everything that's sort of... Um, I enjoyed in 2020 that helped me sort of like get through it um, obviously that and you know talking to my friends and my family having that support system there 
And now I want to sort of talk about my 2021 goals. So for 2021, I really want to spend more time working on my personal health, both mentally and physically. Um, on the physical side, I want to, you know, exercise more, eat better, that stuff. Um, for me specifically, I want to get more sleep. And I would say that I don't want to say all year, but it's probably been all year. I just, I don't sleep as much as I should. Like my Fitbit tracks like my sleeping patterns. My Fitbit's also like not super new, so I don't know how accurate it is, but according to my Fitbit, I do not get enough sleep. And I would agree with that. I do not get enough sleep um, just because I'm, well, this is, this is going to be an excuse, um, but I always say, oh, I have so much work I need to do. So I'll get up really, I'll get up early for work because my work starts at eight and then sometimes I won't finish until like six or seven depending on the day. So I work, um, some days I'll work pretty long hours and because I have a bunch of other projects I want to work on, um, I'll stay up pretty late and I'll get up really early. And um, I'm a night owl by nature, so like I try to go to bed, but it's really hard for me to go to bed like on the earlier side. Um, but that is that is one of my 2021 goals to just have a more consistent have a more consistent sleep schedule and just sleep more. Um, everyone's been telling me I need to sleep more, and they are right. And then um, with sort of my mental health, I want to work more on like my anxiety. Um, personally, my anxiety, I would say that 2021 hasn't necessarily like brought it up anymore. It was actually sort of, my anxiety sort of started in 2016. So that was like, I would say not spring semester. Yeah, I would say, or maybe fall of 2015 even. It was my sophomore year of college. And that was when my anxiety sort of like really started up and it was due to um, a few reasons. And then after, I would say after college or about a year after I graduated, um, it just sort of went away. And I don't know what exactly happened. I just knew I wasn't feeling those same like anxious feelings. Um, it probably didn't go away. I just wasn't around things that made me anxious. Um, but then with everything sort of starting up again, my anxiety is kicked up, but it hasn't been around the same things that I was anxious about when I was in school. I would say right now my anxiety is more so focused around the unknown, which 2020 has just been a plethora of unknown things happening. And I've been working on dealing with that and just working on how I want to approach it and um, you know I've gotten better at if something starts to happen um, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but sometimes I'll just like stop and I'll like you know ask myself okay what is happening that is causing this to happen what is it and then normally I can go from there um, so that's definitely something I still want to work on um, and I'm gonna be exploring my options as far as how to get help with that. Um, if 2020 has really taught 
taught me anything as far as like my mental health goes. It's that I need to, not that I've never taken it seriously, but you know, now is the time to like, you know, address it head on and be like, okay, you need to work on this. How are you going to do it? Um, and I also want to work on taking myself out of situations that I know are not good for me or not serving me. So, like, before the pandemic and everything happened, I was running around really long days. Um, I would, like, go from, like, one part-time job to another part-time job to, like, after-school teaching. And it just, like, looking back on it, it made me really tired. And it, it just wasn't good for me. So, I'm going to work... I want to work more on looking at situations and not putting myself in situations that I know aren't going to be good. So if I know that I say, oh yeah, I can totally do X, Y, and Z, but knowing that doing X, Y, and Z would cause me to have a 14 hour day and I wouldn't be able to like have a proper like lunch or anything. Um, Cause that has happened to me before. So sort of looking at those things, addressing that they're happening and then saying, okay, this is not good for you. What can you do instead? And not pushing myself past like what I can actually do. I'm a big yes person. So I'm always like, oh, if I can fit into my schedule, I can totally do it. Not, not something that I should be actually, that's not how I should be approaching it. And um, I wanna work on saying no and you know, someone told me, no is a full sentence. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. So I want to, I want to work more on saying no to things. Um, and then work, I want to work on more acting projects if possible. So sort of going back to how the theater industry is shut down and none of us really know when it's going to come back, how it's going to come back. My guess is probably not until like, summer maybe at the earliest broadway has pretty much shut down and said they won't sell a ticket until june 1st 2021 but of course with everything going on that date could be pushed back it could be moved up who knows so i would love to do more acting projects if possible maybe more like voiceover work maybe more um like online remote production work. There's tons of stuff out there, so I just need to get my butt in gear and um, just look for more work. Um, then I also want to work on growing my business. So I do have a five-day challenge launch that is coming up. Details to be released very, very soon. Um, so I'm going to have that. I'm going to be launching my program later on this year. Details to come. And I would love to grow my business to the point where I can like financially support myself through it. And so that means I can get out of, um, you know, jobs that aren't serving me, that aren't serving my health. And, um, you know, just really focusing more on what makes me happy, fulfilled, and helping other people. Um... I also have on here that I want to read more books, so that is definitely a goal I have. I know I have at least five to get through. I have, um, I have all five Game of Thrones books, and um, I know I'm a little late to the game. Um, I've watched all of the, the TV series, 
have to say not super excited about like how they ended everything uh that's a different discussion for another day um but it is um on my list and goals to read all five of those uh five of those books i believe i actually have um, a song of ice and fire sitting um on my uh, bookshelf just sort of like it's been looking at me for a long time because I've had it for a long time and I haven't read it yet so definitely getting to that one um I also have um the perks of being a wallflower I'm I started reading that and I stopped so I don't know what happened there and then like I didn't have the book for a while but now I have it again so um yeah just reading through that um since I know it's like a really good book and I really want to know what like happens and then I also have um, Becoming, which is Michelle Obama's memoir. So that's also on the list as well. So I guess I have right now seven books that I want to get through in 2020. So that's the goal here. And I'm sort of, you know, saying it out into the world. So hopefully, you know, it, it happens. Um, I also want to run a 5K. So I don't know if... 5Ks are like really happening right now. I thought they were, but then I, I honestly, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it, especially with like new restrictions and everything. So that's my goal to run a 5K. And it's not like I haven't run a 5K before, but I've never formally entered a 5K and run it. And I think that'd be really fun. Um, I say that now. When I'm running it, I'll probably be thinking, oh my gosh, why did I think about this? Why did I want to do this? Um, but yeah, that's sort of like a quick overview, a general overview of my goals for 2021. And the cool thing I like about these goals and just having, you know, goals in general is that they can always change. Like I might decide that I want to take my business in another direction or I might decide that I want to read, you know, 30 books this year instead of, you know, maybe like the like 10. So for those of you who have like 21 goals, um, I would say that, you know, if they change as you change, that's totally fine. I think that's like the really fun part about sort of experiencing life and each new year is that it, it never really turns out the way you think it's going to turn out. So something that I didn't think that would happen, um, is that my goals are a little different than what I expected, mainly in that, um... I'm taking them a lot more serious this year. Like I've always taken my goals to be serious, but I sort of was like, okay, these are the things that you want to do. You have to make them happen. So you need to be serious about submitting your headshot and resume to auditions. You need to be serious about your video auditions. You need to be serious about um, running your online business. You need to be serious about this podcast. And just, you know, sort of saying to myself, hey, these, this is what you want to do. That's great this is what you have to do in order to do them. So um, definitely just putting more time and effort into, you know, what I do want to do. And then um, I also learned to put myself first. And I know that's something we all say, self-care is so important. Like make sure you're doing this for yourself and make sure you carve out time to like do that. And I was always like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, I'll do that. But then, you know, my days would just pick up and then, you know, before I knew it, it was like 11 o'clock and I didn't have time to go take that bubble bath I wanted to. 
So just working more on putting myself first because I've run myself into the ground before. It kind of happened earlier this year and I don't find that as like a good thing to have happened to me. I think it all happens that we all just like overwork ourselves, but I want to work more on not doing that and more on putting myself first and all of um, all of that important. Um, um, I just want to work more on putting myself first because I'm really bad at that too. And then some overall takeaways I have. Um, 2020 was, you know, to put it plainly, it was rough, and I know that it was rough on most people, um, and it affected us all in ways we couldn't imagine. It, um, it affected me more than I thought it would. Um, it showed me really how, how important my mental health is, and how important it is to have a support system. You know, having those people to just sort of talk about or not talk about, but talk to, and talk to them about sort of what was going on in my life, and knowing that they wouldn't judge me for it. Um, I've realized how lucky I am to have the amazing people I do have in my life, because I've talked to them about my problems, and I've never felt like they thought what I was coming to them was, like, stupid or didn't matter. So I really, um... I really realized how lucky I am to have like an amazing family, an amazing group of friends, an amazing boyfriend, and just how important that is to have and how lucky I am to have that. And I also wanted to talk about some positive things that came out of 2020. I know everyone's saying, oh, 2020 is a dumpster fire and I can't wait for this year to be over and 2021 is going to like be our year. Um, and yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that we should definitely look towards, you know, um, a more exciting future, a more, you know, an exciting 2021. Um, but I think that we sometimes often overlook things that we did, you know, positive things that happened to us in 2020. So I just wanted to tell you a few of my things here. And I would love to hear if, you know, you had these same positive experiences come out of 2020. Um, so I grew closer to my friends and family, um, I just realized how much I valued them and what was really, um, important to me as far as who I was spending my time with, um, how often I was seeing my parents, um, how important it was to me that I do see them, um, on a semi-regular basis. Um, I also, like I mentioned before, I met my boyfriend who is amazing and I'm so happy I met him um so that was definitely a positive thing to come out of 2020 um and I really learned what I valued and what I didn't value and I mean that in the sense of like both material things and like sentimental things like I realized that like I was never a big shopper but I mean I've had the same clothes in rotation pretty much the entire, the entire year. Um, and I would say like a good 80%, 80-85% of my wardrobe, like I haven't worn this year simply because I have nowhere to wear it to. So I figured, or I figured out that, you know, even though I was never really big like clothing person, I never was really big into shopping. 
but it really made me realize that like, you know, the clothes I have, they're, they're perfectly fine. They're probably better than fine. Um, and I also valued, um, or so I, I should say, I don't, I learned that I didn't value buying new clothing items, but what I did, um, learn what I valued is just being, um, being like smart with my finances. I feel like, you know, 2020 has turned everyone's finances on its head. And so I just sort of realized that I did value, you know, certain things and like, you know, having a, um, having an emergency fund, contributing to my savings that like really was valuable to me, like from a, mo a monetary standpoint. And I also really learned, um, who I sort of, like what I sort of valued in like friends. Like I've always had the same group of like close-knit friends ever since like I graduated from college and you know I've, I had a few acquaintances and people that I would like meet up with you know if like maybe my friends were with um but I sort of learned well you know not being able to see my friends in person and you know having to be very careful if I ever go see my parents it made me really value that time I had with everyone and I really learned like the value in just spending time with my parents and making the time to go see them and just, you know, talk to them and hang out with them. I also um, really learned, you know, how I want to spend time with my friends and who are important to me. Um, so yeah, definitely I learned a lot about valuing my time and my resources and putting them towards things and people that I truly cared about. Um, I also became more active. So I was, I would say I was fairly active before everything sort of happened, but I became more active in that I decided to branch out and try, um, you know, try playing tennis. Um, that's not something I um, thought I would ever like actually be trying at like my dad played tennis and he would like try and teach me when I was growing up but it didn't really happen um but I've been putting myself more out there and just trying new things because I mean why not why not try something new and I pushed myself out of my comfort zone mainly um starting my own business um starting my own podcast and telling myself that one day I'm going to you know, work for myself and I'll be able to work on projects and do things that make me super happy and excited, um, you know, every day. Something I would be, you know, waking up to, excited to, looking forward to. Um, so 2020 has definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone and towards the life that, like, I want to have. Um... Yeah, so I think everyone, yeah, that is, that's about it for this one. This ended up being a lot longer than I thought it would be. But I want to thank you so much for sticking around, hanging out with me for the full episode. Um, this podcast episode is sponsored by my Facebook group, Creatives Choosing Their Careers. It's a free group. Come join us on Facebook. It's an awesome time. We are growing and it's just, it's a safe space for creatives of, you know, any field to just come talk and be supported as they pursue their creative endeavors. So 
definitely check that out on Facebook. And if you um, enjoyed everything, please, please leave a, take a screenshot of this episode, leave a review, tag me on Instagram. I love talking to everyone on Instagram. Um, it will, the Instagram handle is, it's going to be in the show notes, but it will be at Hey mom, why did no one tell me podcast? And yeah, let's go chat over there. Send me a DM. I'm super excited to talk with you guys. And I'm curious, what do you want to hear next? That is something else I also um, would love to hear from you guys in a DM or, you know, post it on my, uh, post it on um, a photo on Instagram. Let me know. And hear what you all want to hear um next on this podcast so um leave a comment on a on a photo on instagram send me a dm and yeah tell me what you want to hear i love hearing all your guys's ideas about what you want me to talk about next fantastic guys thank you so so much for um hanging out with me today and I will see you in the next podcast.